Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, all. Welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host, Pharmacist Sarah Christensen, and I thank you so much for listening today. Uh, as always, go check out reallifepharmacology.com. Get your free 31-page PDF on the top 200 drugs. Great study guide, great resource, great refresher, uh, no matter where you're at in practice or whether you're a student studying for uh, board exams in nursing and pharmacy and, and med school. So uh, go take advantage of that. Sign up at reallifepharmacology.com. Uh, simply an email is all it's going to take uh, for you to get access to that. So uh, kind of a, a no-brainer there. So with that, let's get into the drug of the day, and that is Lansoprazole. Brand name of this medication is Prevacid. Uh, this is a PT, P, excuse me, a PPI, so proton pump inhibitor. Uh, ultimately, it blocks proton pumps in the gut, the stomach, and those pumps are essentially responsible for producing hydrogen ions, pumping hydrogen ions into the stomach, which gives it its acidic environment. So, if we block those pumps naturally we are going to raise the pH and the stomach will be less acidic, which is hopefully going to help with things like heartburn, stomach ulcers, and things of that nature. So indications, what do we use this for? Obviously, like I mentioned, you know, heartburn, uh, GERD, peptic ulcer disease, uh, GI prophylaxis and prevention. You'll see that a lot in patients who are anemic and maybe on higher risk meds like anticoagulants, NSAIDs. Uh, you'll definitely see PPIs like Lansopra is all used for that. Uh, other situations, Barrett's esophagus, uh, Zollinger-Ellison syndrome, uh, just generalized dyspepsia. Uh, you definitely see these drugs used a ton uh, in clinical practice. Dosing of lansoprazole, usually 15 to 30 milligrams once a day is what I typically see for most patients, especially when you're talking about kind of your garden variety, you know, heartburn, that type of thing. Um, you're going to see those lower doses in general. Uh, do see up to, you know, 30 milligrams uh, twice a day. Uh, that's generally reserved for more uh, serious situations, you know, ulceration, Barrett's esophagus, and stuff like that. So uh, administration, ideally a half hour to an hour before eating, and that's to maximize uh, the drug getting into the body and shutting off those hydrogen pumps, which are going to be stimulated by the presence of uh, dietary intake, food. Uh, really, really important practice thing. Uh, at least I, I strongly in, encourage that. Y you need to reassess these drugs, okay? So whether you're a pharmacist or you're a practicing physician, please take the time, set an end date with patients. If it's a condition like GERD, for example, um, set an end date where it, it prompts us to reassess what the patient's symptoms are and do they need this long term because there are risks long term and I'll, I'll certainly talk about those coming up a little bit but 
Um, you know, over the counter, that's another situation to be really careful with. Um, keep an eye out for patients with uh, kind of alarm symptoms or scarier symptoms, you know, significant weight loss associated with heartburn and stomach upset. Obviously, blood in the stool, nausea and vomiting, uh, significant pain or GI pain. Um, with that, uh, those are situations where you know we've we've got to make sure to uh, work on the diagnosis side and make sure that there's not something else uh, bigger going on. Those patients should be worked up uh, if they're trying to take this medication over the counter and they're using it to kind of avoid seeking medical care and they have some of those alarm symptoms. So. Definitely pay attention to that. Uh, for uh, that reassessment period, uh, most are going to try to look at that. When we're talking about the case of, of GERD, um, heartburn symptoms, you know, you're going to definitely want to assess that, you know, somewhere in the range of four to eight weeks. And ideally, uh, if things are, are going well, we're going to try to, um, if they're on a higher dose, we might t- taper them down a little bit. But if they're on a lower dose, we might just try off. Uh, of that medication if we're kind of through our course and the patient's uh, doing well there. Now, in situations where we, there are going to be uh, appropriate long-term uses for lansoprazole, so Barrett's esophagus, uh, Zollinger-Ellison, those are two situations where uh, we're probably going to be on this medication uh, long-term. All right, let's get into adverse drug reactions. Uh Generally, PPIs like lansoprazole are very well tolerated. Okay, I, I don't see a ton of uh, immediate side effects within the you know first day, first week. Um, it's generally not too much of an issue. Now there can be some you know changes in in gut feelings and things like that, but um, mostly what we worry about is kind of the longer term effects for people taking chronic therapy. So over time, having um, that higher pH or lower acidic environment, more basic environment in the stomach, um, that can impair potentially the absorption of vitamin B12. So that's something we got to pay attention to. Uh, Low magnesium has also been associated with that. Uh, Poor absorption of iron has been associated with long-term use of of PPIs. Uh, Increased risk of uh, C. diff and and other GI infections as well. So uh, rare renal disease issues, uh, potentially potentially increased risk of uh, fracture as well uh, has been reported. So there's a lot of um, generally, the risks are pretty low, but there's a lot of potential adverse effects in chronic therapy. So we've got to pay attention to that. Um, if patients need long-term therapy and it's appropriate, that's totally fine. But we do sh- we should monitor uh, for some of these issues for sure. On the kinetics side of things, uh, primarily broken down by the liver. So SIP enzymes are going to be. Uh, the primary breakdown method of the drug and why it stops working and how the body shuts it down. And CYP2C19 and CYP3A4 are the two uh, primary enzymes with probably 2C19 being a little bit more uh, prevalent as far as its um, frequency of of breakdown of the drug. So dosing with renal function it doesn't really matter. You know, the, the liver's more in charge here. So if you got patients with um, issues with liver impairment, significant liver impairment, 
uh, we may have to look at reducing dosages in that situation. All right, let's take a quick break from our sponsor and we'll wrap up with drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material like ambulatory care, geriatrics, pharmacotherapy, BCM, TMS, definitely go check out meded101.com slash store. We've got a growing list of resources and I want to include pharmacy students there as well. Uh, we've got NAPLEX content and that is growing um, as well. We're adding questions to our content uh, and different stuff based upon feedback we get each year. So um, great resources. They help support this podcast and obviously they're going to uh, help you pass your exam as well. So go check all those out, meded101.com slash store. Uh, if you're a nurse, med student, physician, i uh, got lots of different books on Amazon, on polypharmacy and drug interactions, case studies. Uh, go check those out. Your purchases there uh, definitely go to directly support this podcast and help me keep uh, rolling with it. So I appreciate all the, the help we get there at meded101.com slash store. All right, finishing up on drug interactions i uh, going to mention clopidogrel first. So uh, there is potentially some inhibitory action of lansoprazole, or excuse me, by lansoprazole on 2C19. This could, in theory, reduce the effectiveness of clopidogrel. Um, I've talked about that a little bit longer in length with the omeprazole and isomeprazole podcast. So if you want to, um, go check those out for sure. Um, rifampin is a CYP2C19 inducer. So naturally, that's going to uh, run the risk of lowering lansoprazole concentrations. Uh, lower acid in the stomach can lead to absorption-type drug interactions. So uh, what I mean by that is uh, cefiroxime absorption can be impaired. Um, iron absorption can be impaired when we're using PPIs. Uh, there's some HIV meds, uh, itraconazole, mesalamine. So there's lots of drugs that can have their absorption altered uh, because of that change in pH, because of that elevated pH that a PPI is going to induce. There are also drugs that have more absorption in what would be called a basic environment or an environment where we've got a higher pH. Uh, so... A PPI like lansoprazole can increase concentrations of uh, amphetamine derivatives is an example here. So some of the drugs uh, used as stimulants for ADHD and things like that. All right, I think that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, go support the sponsor, meded101.com slash store. Uh, leave us a rating review on iTunes, wherever you're listening. I greatly appreciate that. That helps us grow this podcast. Uh, also share us, emails, class listservs, um, students, preceptors. Uh, please uh, definitely feel free to share the podcast uh, and help uh, people stay up to date and current on their medication education. With that, I'm going to sign off for today. If you want to track me down, mededucation101 at gmail.com. Or you can track me down on LinkedIn as well. Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.